he just had a bad feeling and so mm-hmm. moral of the story don't stop for anybody <laughs> yeah keep driving keep driving, keep driving. And if they if they start running at about thirty five miles per hour, it's <laughs> that's not a, a clue. Human. It's not human. It's a clue. I'm Jess Dakotis, and I'm Nick Colziel. Welcome to That Sounds Terrifying, the podcast where we share terrifying stories, we share listener experiences, and we visit virtually some of the most haunted places in the United States and the world. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to That Sounds Terrifying. We're very excited for this episode today because we are joined by Mitch Wissick, uh, and he is our um, teacher <laughs> at, um, at our improv class, in our improv our class, of our, in- of our improv class, yeah, Professor Mitch. <laughs> First time anybody's ever called me a professor. Thank you. I'm flattered. Wow. You're welcome. Doctor? <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the show, Mitch. Thanks for being here. We're excited to hear your story. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Love the show. Big, uh, long-time fan. First-time <laughs> guest. Very nice. Very nice. We'll give you that $20 later. Uh, <laughs> I pull Mitch I pull Mitch into, like, all of my projects, which is funny. You've yeah. been on my my TikToks for Buckwild Luxury, and now you're on that. I always, I always say, like, to both of you guys that you're utility players. Yeah. I like to use that. Right. And I, yep. that, 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 that's the, uh, I think the biggest compliment, because I had that said about me, like, oh, you're a utility player. Just yeah. go in where you need to go. Perfect. Hive mind, man. Hive mind. Because that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. So like, I don't yeah. even have to speak on this episode. This is going to be episode two of me not speaking, right? <laughs> wow. going to do it for me. Oh, um, no. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So, so Mitch, I mean, were... just to give us a little background of me, Mitch, like he's the professor of our, of our craft or improv group. And, and um, mm-hmm. we were, got to talking and, and he said he had some great stories to tell. And uh, we wanted to have him on the show to share with the rest of the audience. And um, I honestly didn't even ask too much questions. I like to be surprised. Like, you know, it could be like an Ashley story where it's about Disney. We don't know. And we're, we're all about to be surprised here. Um, right, Jess? Yes. Yeah. I had no idea. You just were like, Mitch said he's got some stories and I was like, cool, bring them on. So <laughs> I, I got stories. Yeah. Awesome. So um, do you want to start with the first one? Set us up. Let, yeah. Let so um, big Halloween fan. Right. And so for like, uh, I don't know, like five or six years, I went to Salem every year, like right before Halloween. And so uh, the first year I'm planning it, this is about, well, I would say maybe oh, like almost 20 years ago, like 15 years ago, like the first, like 15, 16 years ago, the first time I go, I don't know like where to stay or anything. And I just had heard of the Salem Inn. So I'm like, okay, we'll do some research and we'll book the Salem Inn. So I do it like six months in advance and I don't think about it. And then um, it's getting close. You know, when the, when the trip's coming uh, closer to it, you start doing the research where we're going to eat. Okay. We're staying here. And I see all these articles about the Salem Inn being haunted. I'm like, oh, it's haunted. All right, let's. So I start delving in on that. I'm like, all right, well, where is it haunted? Maybe I'll get a spooky breakfast out of the deal. And 
come to find out that there's just one particular room that's haunted room 17 and so like ghost hunters have done like an episode on it the whole nine yards so i start doing more and more research on room 17 I'm like man it's really scary the things that happen in there and uh, i'll get the more of what happens in that room later but uh, so i call because now i'm freaked out a little bit and my girlfriend at the time's like well i hope we're not staying in that room and i'm like there's no way so i just call on a whim all right and of course i'm in room 17 very cool and and they're like do you not want to stay in this room they're like most times people want to stay in it and i go i don't know like what happens you know the things that i've heard of it so i start getting a little now i'm getting freaked out and they're like <laughs> you know we're fully booked I, we could ask somebody to switch with you and we don't know you know this is you know 15 16 years ago it wasn't as easy as like a booking.com you know they were going to call our guests to see if we could switch and my girlfriend was kind of freaking out and i was just like no it's fine um we'll we'll see how it goes so fast forward we get there and as we're approaching we get in as we're, we're approaching the room it's ice cold immediately i'm like oh my <laughs> it's like free the, the temperature literally drops 20 degrees as we're approaching this room so now i'm a little freaked out we just drop the bags in there and we decide to go down uh in the lobby and then there's the guest book so then we go back like five years into the guest book and it's all these things about room 17 woke up in the middle of the night thought i was getting choked couldn't breathe all these things and so now i'm getting more and more freaked out <clears throat> we we go on a, a ghost tour um and then we get back and now she's exhausted we had a couple of drinks and i'm notoriously like a light sleeper uh it's like an old victorian style room there's like a 19 inch crappy like tube tv in this room it's there's no updated amenities and um so she passes out i try to go to sleep within a half hour i'm up and i see a figure in the room oh. and, and now i'm like you gotta be kidding me so there's like a shadowed figure in the corner and i get up and then i try to scream to her but i can't scream mm-hmm nothing comes out as hard as I'm trying. I can feel like my eyes starting to like well up with like tears. I'm so scared. And I'm, it's like almost like Abbott and Costello, right? I'm like, <laughs> trying to get it out. Nothing comes out. And then finally I turn over to her, look back and there's nothing there. And so <laughs> now I sit up, I wake her up. She's freaked out. We both just kind of sit up with the lights on for like an hour, but now we're fighting being tired and freaked out of this room. There's nowhere to go. You know, we're in Salem five days before Halloween. We could leave and just go, yeah. you know, to Peabody, Massachusetts. You know, we go to another town. <laughs> and so we fight it for a little while. We, we get back to sleep. And then the TV turns on. And, and then the TV turns off, back on. It keeps happening. We keep on waking up, going back to sleep. And then finally... The whole thing uh, kind of falls apart for me at the end because I, I get woken up getting choked at like 4 a.m. And so I, I, I completely freak out. We, we, end up, um, we end up going to a hotel in the next town over that night. We didn't stay there the second night. So we only stayed there one day. <laughs> we couldn't do it. So it was like the most like harrowing I never was like, okay, yeah, let me see a ghost or whatever. When I was a kid, I was, 
you know, a creepy little kid who liked horror movies and stuff like that. But, mm. um, you know, I never thought that a, a ghost could touch you or make you that afraid, but literally choked at the Salem Inn and wow. uh, terrified all night. Yeah, that is terrifying, Mitch. I mean, like the last episode, we talked a little bit about like how, you know, at least with ghosts and stuff, there's rules, but maybe I have to re kind of reevaluate my assessment <laughs> yeah there there's not many rules nick i don't know where you're getting that from <laughs> i don't know well, i kind of thought that in my head too though you know you think about that you're like oh they can't they can't hurt you they're not going to touch you and from the instant that whatever that was in that room and they had said that it was a, like the if you look up the, some of the research i think it was like the ghost of a prostitute that mm -hmm. was strangled to death in that room that mm -hmm. that's how she died and so it was definitely like an angry, you could just, as soon as I opened my eyes the first time and saw that figure, I was so terrified. Yeah. And it mm -hmm. wasn't even anything. It was almost just like a blob. It was like a shadowy blob, like a human form blob, but I was so afraid. It was like, it brought along like, um, like emotion with it. Right. Immediately. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh God. So like, it was, it You're... seems like it was all geared towards you too. Like towards the male. Yeah. The male it, for sure. For sure. But you're also probably an empath. Oh, my guess. 100%. So that my other stories that I had are all about me being empathic to the point of like, almost like, um, you know, being like clairvoyant in certain circumstances, which is weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So but I find that um, a lot of people who are very good at acting and drama, um, are, they are empaths because you need to take on those emotions. And if you can feel other people's emotions, and that's how you play off of other people. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, a, a lot of people in that field, they, they are clairvoyant, they are empathic, they are intuitive, whether they know yeah. it or not, you know, what they're, you know, like what drops into their head. Creatives usually are very connected. They just might not know it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I actually tight. recently have been getting like more and more like in tune with some of that stuff. When I was a kid, um, I had my great grandfather died and I was only mm -hmm. like, like seven or something like that and i had like told my mom that he was like passed before that act, yeah. like that he was done like oh i had a dream and he's he's going to another place now and they're like what and so like <laughs> i had that instance but like recently like i'm very with my current significant other like i'm very connected like something could happen to her another state away and i will know i will call her and be like what's wrong right mm -hmm. like i just know what's happening so it's been really wild recently of that you know you say empathic and i'm like yeah <laughs> am i dialed into something completely different now it's it's scary so you're, you're developing yeah. your empathic skills man i don't want them sometimes I don't want them. <laughs> well I, you know sometimes it does take the change like you, you're you're going through some some interesting personal things in your life and now you're opening and you're talking to people i think about those things yeah. you're opening yourself up and so you're, you're, you're kind of like channeling some of that energy. It probably was like, you just didn't want it at all to, to feel anything. Uh, and you were just, you know, pushing the it away. Gates are, it the floodgates are open. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Open, they're open to a point where I'm like, man, this is really weird. I don't know why I know that this is happening, but I'm not there right now, but I can tell you what you're doing you know, or, yeah. or what's happening. Yeah. That's really cool though, Mitch. Sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah um enjoy that ride because you might be able to develop that in a in a different way you know like i, I think that, i mean i like to develop my skills so when other people are coming into their own i'm like yeah this is you should explore it 
It is like I like sometimes it's like well, you know what I mean. Like it, it's overwhelming, and then other times I don't, I don't want to. Like I'll literally, if something's wrong with her, especially, I'll get that feeling, like that that feeling, like you're going down like a roller coaster or something. That drop mm-hmm. in your stomach, and I'll just be like, oh, it's panic. I know something's wrong, and it, it will be immediately. She and she'll, I'll call her, and she'll be like, yeah uh xyz just happened i don't know how you knew that and we're both like we're we're pretty freaked out over it it's yeah. weird oh. but but i'm i'm starting it's starting to get that like that with my kids a little bit too it's weird i don't know i've i've uh what was that movie with uh what the heck with um Barbarino there with the john travolta you remember oh, yeah. like they thought that he was like uh a genius or something like that phenomenon phenomenon right you said like i had a brain tumor that's what i said the other day i go something's happening where i know what's happening a state away do i have a brain tumor yeah i'm hoping i'm just very empathic yeah (laughs) i think you i think you are i don't think yeah i think that's what i mean i'm not a doctor but (laughs) i play play Uh, one sometimes on the stage I did pay you 50 bucks. So... <laughs> you could pay me 50 bucks and I'll tell you don't have a brain tumor. <laughs> right, right. You did take my independent health card. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I've shared on the show that like we have we have kind of a similar thing in the empathic stuff, like where, you know, my uh, grandfather passed away and I knew at yeah. that moment and then got the phone call and kind of just immediately blurred that out to my mom. It's like, oh, grandpa passed away, you know? So I can relate to that. And, and, and it sounds like you're getting like everything all coming in at once. Like you said, the floodgates are open, right? Um, it's way, it's way intense now. And I, I think I have been like closed up from like, you know, I was in, yeah. you know, I was going through my own personal thing. Like, I'm going through a divorce now and everything else, but I was, I was very closed off and kind of like, you yeah. know, wasn't in tune to emotions through then. And now it's like I, everything's, Everything's coming at me. All bets are off. emotional. I'm crying yeah. at Walmart commercials. It's awful. <laughs> like, why is Home Alone two making me weep like this? <laughs> Leave it's Kevin really alone. sad when the spider gets loose. I just, I was like, how is that spider gonna live? <laughs> Poor tarantula. <laughs> awesome. oh, I don't know. That's I hate that spider. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want that spider. I don't like spiders, but I don't yeah. know. that was a it's recent a question creature. on that on Terrifying Tuesday. You got spiders, bats, uh, sharks, and, and I don't know what else I said. But new, new um, horror unlocked. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Mitch, I heard you do. So you know, I read tarot and stuff, and so I'm I'm just wondering. I heard you had like a, a psychic story. Oh my God. Yeah. So that we were just talking about this the other day. So <clears throat> when I was, um, I was just about to enter college and I had never been to a fortune teller before. And me and my cousin, we were in Sandusky, Ohio, of all places. We went to Cedar Point, you know, Cedar there's like a, a, a strip where they've got like, you know, some haunted houses and some things like that. But there was like a random tarot card fortune teller, like sign in a window. And we had seen it there the previous year. We come back this year. We're like, yeah, hey, we should do that. Let's go there and find out how much it is. And, you know, we we just happened. It was weird. We just happened to have like maybe 75 bucks between the two of us. It was $50. And it was like an old lady when we get in. And it's just like a, 
normal house. She's smoking like, you know, Pall Mall 100s in there. <laughs> and one of us can get a reading. My cousin doesn't want anything to do with it. He's kind of like old school Italian. Like he's there for the ride. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. want anything to do with this paranormal stuff that I'm into. <clears throat> and so I sit down and she's like, you know, some kind of Eastern European accent. And, um, and I, and she's very like, she doesn't seem like she's taking it seriously at all, really. You know, she's kind of just kind of throwing these things away. And so I never really thought that any of it was like the truth. And then I started thinking about like 10 years ago. Well, she told me, I asked her what I was going to do because I wanted to be an actor. And I was just about to go to college to be an actor, right? So um, that was like all my big questions. She's like, you're not going to be an actor. Um, You're going to be in the club and bar business. And she's like, you're going to spend most of your time selling and dealing with bar owners and club owners. And so you guys both know for the last 10 years, I've been in the beverage industry. So I never, that never really clicked. I was like, clubs. I was like, who am I? You know, yeah. <laughs> Ricky Martin. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be in a club. I'm like clubs. You know, I'm not into that. And so then it starts to click. You know, some of these things when they do that, they're 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 a little broader, but they're within the realm. And then she tells me, my my true love will be blonde, and I'll have four blonde children. And so you guys both know that I'm now with a blonde. I'd never, and that, that was another thing. I had never been with, and blondes were never my type. I was a brunette guy my whole entire life. So here's another throwaway. Blondes, no way. So this yeah. is just out of, out of my head. I myself have two blonde children. And now my girlfriend now has two blonde children. We're going to be moving in together, you know, next month. And she tells me I'm going to live to 93. That was her other thing. And so now all these things, I'm like, I'm going to die tomorrow. There's no way. I'm not in the club <laughs> industry. I don't like blondes, four kids. Yeah, right. I don't want any kids. And now at 41 years old, I'm sitting here and I'm like, whoa. So we just were like talking about this last week. I was sitting down. I'm like, this is really weird. And we left and we didn't think anything of it. But I, I've got to, the love of my life is blonde hair. We've got four blonde kids. I do deal with bars every single day. Yeah. And you th- do you think you're going to live to 93? Yeah. Here's what's weird. I've got two grandmothers right now. They're already 90. My grandfather that passed away when I was like a little kid, he was 95. Wow. So I don't know. I got a lot of people that lived a long time. I've got a couple that only made it to like 75. Who knows? I don't feel like a pillar of health. I'm just trying to like live longer than like medical science can keep up you know like you're gonna find a cure for fatness right guys what is it what does a 93 year old bitch look like and and, and act like i wonder you're a whippersnappers head head in a box yeah i i have a very hard time with somebody like giving somebody a an expiration date like that (laughs) that was very weird but the, the her whole thing was she's like you're gonna live she said you're going to be nervous about dying all the time she goes you think about it now and i did i've always been like that i'll like, oh, be dead mm-hmm. i can't I'm, I'm i have ocd so i obsess mm-hmm. over all kinds of stuff and so mm-hmm. she was like you'll be worried about that you're gonna die all the time but you're gonna live a very long life and then i asked like well what's a long life and she goes you'll you'll live past 93 years old 
And I was like, wow, that's and very I went, specific. That's what I said. So now we got to check it out. You guys got to live longer than me. So we could see if 93 is the, the number. Yeah, I never well, got I'm that I'm younger promise. than you, but I don't know if I can. <laughs> can we hold out? Hold out. Mitch? <laughs> gotta hold out. I plan on I, I I plan on checking out in my eighties. I don't know, like I something about like just, <laughs> just getting older. Like oh. <laughs> I want to be in my nineties and every day being like, is today the day? <laughs> I don't. I guess I could do that now, but like when you're older, I don't know. Like maybe I'll be enjoying my life in my eighties and I'll be like, I got years left. I, I'm not sure, but I I have this like feeling in my mind where I'm like. 80s if I make it to my 80s I like life well lived good job I did yeah. it <laughs> you know? well and then like you get you get that like uh prediction and you know if you put yourself in Mitch's shoes well you know I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna jump out in front of that bus and save that kid and I live until I'm 93 I'm gonna do this because <laughs> I live until I'm 93 <laughs> <laughs> it was very irresponsible of her to say that because right. <laughs> I honestly yeah. I didn't believe any of it because of what she said it right. just seemed, and she wasn't very sincere about all of it. You know, it was like almost right. like it was like coming to her. I'm like, this is fake bullshit. But then, yeah. like, I look at it now, and I'm like, maybe it was just like it came to her so easily that it was like almost like the gift of her. It almost seemed like wasted to give it to a 19 year old idiot. Right. right. You know, yeah. and maybe it was <laughs> the like... other. It was like the other <laughs> way. Like, yes, that's gonna get out of here, boy. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety three. Yeah, I only get to be 75. <laughs> yeah. She was jealous of me having like a good life. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But I don't know. Just throw I don't, it it's, away. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of, doesn't eat right. Piece of shit. <laughs> get on a treadmill, kid. You don't need to. You're going to live until you're past 93. 93, yeah. Oh, no, guys. I feel like that's way too long, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, is there, so are far, there any other even stories she, you want to share, Mitch? Um, you know, I got that one. The, my, the last house I lived in uh, before I built a new house was haunted. Um, and I don't know if it was haunted, though, or, or if it's like, do you guys ever feel like, and I, Jess, I think you've said this before when I, when I heard some of the shows, that you have like maybe relatives or, or just spirits that like follow you around always. Mm-hmm. And they're like not scary. So mm-hmm. I think that was like a thing where I would always see like an old lady in my old house. Uh, mm-hmm. Only like when I would get up in like the middle of the night to like go to the bathroom or like check on the kids or something like that. I would walk back into the bedroom. It was always in a certain room or rooms. Mm-hmm. And it was always like a, an old lady. When I would see her, I wouldn't get scared. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was like almost like comforting in a weird yeah. way. And yeah. it wouldn't scare me. And I'd just be like, oh, that's, it would, it was almost like you're in like a dream state. Like, oh, that's great great grandma yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, so so. yeah 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 your soul recognizes that soul and like it's not scary yeah and yeah. i would just see that like in the room and then, then i would turn back and it would be gone I'm like all right and then i would just go to bed like, that was like not scary at all yeah. but i would see it was always but that was like a more vivid like face and stuff like i could see like facial features and hair and i knew that it was like an old woman you know that yeah. ghost at the salem inn like that thing was way different I'm guessing that the ghost at the Salem Inn is actually an entity and was never alive. That's my guess. Usually when there's like, when something elicits like such horrible fear, I I feel like it's more of an entity and it's, um, it's, if if it gives you, yeah, well, I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily believe like 
demons, whatever. I do believe in very negative things. Yeah. Um, I guess you could call them demons if you want, but like, um, but yeah, they are. They they are. They're more demonic. They're more negative, and they just they were never alive, and they feed on they feed on that fear. They feed on terrifying you, that sort of thing, and it's um, it, it just it wasn't a human being. It has no empathy. It's not. It has no experience living. All of that. It's creepier right. than that. And so, like when that's the the hard part when people are playing, which. You were in room 17. I'm guaranteeing that people were playing with Ouija boards in there, opening up portal after portal after oh, portal. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's dangerous. That's yes. so dangerous. Again, I think I said this in a past podcast. If you play with a Ouija board and you're not putting protections in place, even tarot cards, like, anything like that where you're trying to connect, doing a seance, anything like that, trying to connect to the other side without putting spiritual protection in place, you're opening up your door. You're literally kicking open your door and be like, anybody wants to come in, come in. And like anybody who's standing there can come in and they could be anybody. Like, right. You don't know what neighborhood you just opened your door into. Like <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I, that thing was like, I've never felt like that before in my life. And I've had dreams and stuff. You know, you have dreams where you can't talk. Yeah. You try to scream and like nothing comes out. But that was like yeah. real life. Like I was literally terrified to the point where I couldn't speak. Yeah. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. and you went in there and, and just like Jess was saying with like the Ouija boards and all that stuff that happened beforehand, but you went in there with a lot of energy. Like Anxi- I was so and anxiety. Well, neither one of us wanted to be like, I'm like, I really don't want to see it. Like, cool, we <laughs> like Halloween. All right, great. I want to get like a chicken pot pie and like a beer and chill out. You know what I mean? Like I want to go have a lobster roll and chill out after this. Like I don't yeah. want to go back to my room and freak out. Right. Like, right. hey, awesome that they have be a smoking tub. But I don't want yeah. this entity. To... Yeah. <laughs> Be- being choked by some invisible entity wasn't high on your list, Mitch. I just also <laughs> I wouldn't thought... get I'd be like, I'm not getting undressed in here. <laughs> All that it, it did feel like you just felt like you were watched the whole entire time. Yeah. You were in there. And I'm telling you, people were walking by that room while we were staying there, you know, just the one day. And that people would walk by like, oh my god, it's freezing. Right. You would just get the chills walking by the room. And the funny thing, we ended up staying there uh, a few year, years later, um, but not in the same. They had like three different buildings in a different building, oh, okay. like across the way. Oh, but we okay. had to walk. Room. But we had, uh, oh, we stayed two more times actually. We stayed on the bottom floor. Um, well, you know that that seventeen was on like the second or third floor, but I we walked back up to walk by seventeen again, and it wasn't occupied. They were like. Uh, remodeling or something uh-huh. and it was still freezing cold when you walked by I mean this is like six yeah. seven years later it was Jeez. <clears throat> I'm living the nightmare <laughs> so, so nightmare. yeah we did we went back we liked Salem was cool they, I'm a history guy you know I like I love Salem history like American yeah. history is cool to me so yep. yeah sure. no I agree I love Salem and I love it at Halloween time but I like to go in um September because you don't have like the full October crowd. crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So like I went the first week of October, like two years ago. And that was, that was awesome. Cause there weren't, it wasn't like a a ton of people. I also like to go in July cause it's all still spooky and I'm spooky around. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go anytime. But um, yeah, it's really cool and beautiful too. Yeah. I like, I like New England a lot. You know, like if you're, if I I was going to stay in a place where it snowed still, you know, I'm getting, as I'm getting older, more things are happening. Like I'm not as I like. I was always Halloween was my number one holiday. Now that I'm older mm-hmm. and I got kids, like I'm like oh, I love Christmas. You know, I'm getting soft. I'm definitely getting softer. <laughs> I'm getting older. 
you're gonna see me you know i will live till i'm 93 because i'm gonna be in like boca raton in like four years (laughs) i'm gonna start up i'm gonna you know petition for big ditch south and just go sell beer you know fort lauderdale (laughs) at 93 Um, arbor day might be your favorite holiday yeah i'm just getting softer and softer oh valentine's day (laughs) i'm just dressed like a giant baby (laughs) well thanks mitch i appreciate you sharing i mean maybe we should start with santa claus Sorry, we talked over each other there. <laughs> no, that's okay. What are you saying? Um, oh, I said maybe we should start with Santa Claus before we like jump straight to Cupid. Maybe like lose a few brain cells before you go to Cupid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like Christmas the best, and then you can put on the diaper and, <laughs> and the wings. Ninety-three-year-old <laughs> <laughs> oh. fat Cupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, like it's you know, the thing. whole like uh, New Year's uh, father what is it the old old man oh. baby that could be yeah you know you right that's father time right father like time the, i thought it was that but then i was like I, there I, was I, a new year's baby too i don't know yeah. i was there trying to watch all those baby. old rank and bass uh, yeah like rudolph's there's one with like father time yeah oh well I now i had to relive this i had to relive the salem man i'm, I'm scared again guys Hopefully, yes. this thing's not gonna come and get me well, so I mean, we're at the at the club that we practice at. Do you remember um, that that glass just flew off the table that one time, like oh, yeah. out of nowhere? And so, actually, uh, last week when I was out there by myself, uh, because we were playing for for listeners, we were playing a game where it was a guessing game, and so one person leaves the room, and like um, it was completely dark because the club is closed. And so I left the room and everybody else is in the other room and I'm all by myself in the dark, like out there yeah. in the club. And I, I mean, like I was fine, but I was just like, there are, there are spirits in this place. Like, oh, for could sure. feel that, them like. Yeah. That, that, those are like old, old warehouses and stuff from yeah. early 1900s buildings. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's funny. That- yeah. It's funny that you said that, Jess, because I went out for the guessing game. I don't usually go out, right? Uh, right. Usually, and when we do, it's not on a day that um, the whole place is closed. Closed, right. Right. So I went out there and, and and I wasn't like creeped out, but I definitely felt like someone was out there. Yes. Maybe. Watching you. Yes. Right. Like, and, and I even yeah. went around the corner and kind of looked. I'm like, maybe there, maybe someone's, because they were setting up for an event the next day. I did the same thing. That's so weird. And yeah, like we didn't I talk did about this thing. until now. No. <laughs> I did the same thing. I walked around and I was like, oh, there must be somebody here. Yeah. Nobody was there. The, you went in the other you go in the other room. Well, Not I stayed away from the bar. Dark room. Like just kind of went yeah. around the corner because like the we, other were, way. we were told stay away from the bar. Stay away from the bar. There's yeah. some cameras. That was cameras. the one thing Mark it was the one thing Mark told me, don't put don't let anybody near the bar. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to. But yeah. Well, He's and, like, and and also make sure the door is locked. And- oh, yeah. <laughs> Jiggle. Give it a good... <laughs> D- D- good tug. <laughs> Give it a good tug. Give the door a good tug. All right. I'll, t- I'll tug it. Don't stop I'll tug the door. <laughs> yeah. Stop breathing on my shirt, mister. Yeah, for sure. All those buildings, all those buildings, though, like, you know, being in this, in this side of the industry, like, for, you know, 30 plus years and, like, doing shows and you know, old theaters and stuff like I worked at Jiva for almost 10 years and we would be in Jiva with nobody else in Jiva theater now that place has got ghosts mm. we spent yes, the night there in the basement one time and Why? it was 
yeah, we were just like a, it was just like a group of us. We did it. We were younger. This was like years and years ago. And we had mm. improv with, you know, we would do, uh, like I said, hour and a half long improvised plays. And yeah. so we were like trying to get like costumes and like props and stuff because we had props and all that stuff. You know, yeah. we just got to be like three o'clock in the morning. We're like, yeah, hey, let's just sleep on these couches. And it was, and then we would play, we would, <laughs> we, we played this game called uh, Murderer all the time, which is like hot, a hide and seek, but in pitch black. And so we played it in there. It was so scary. There's yeah, like that is terrifying. D- there's like dungeons and stuff down there. There's like sub basements. Jeez. Wow. Well, theaters are usually haunted. Again, there's a lot of energy there, so that makes sense. Um, and then you mix it with all the empaths, and yeah, forget it. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. But yeah, I, I was trying to think of like what happened that day at class when that that glass just like flew off. Yeah, and we poor energy probably like that was like I was like everybody like ever we were, you know, it was weird is that we were coming in there all the time and like spilling all of our baggage at that time, and that was yeah. like at the beginning of like getting to know each other. We're like, hey, what kind of shitty stuff happened to you today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. We we were talking about something. Something happened. We were just all standing around, and that glass just like. Who's was uh, that? Yours? Was, was, was that yours glass? Was it Tito? Was Tito there? No, Tito wasn't there. I, it was. Um, I think it was just like the original crew, and I don't know whose glass it was at all. It was just a pint was, glass, right? Yeah, it was a pint glass. glass yeah, I think it was on glorious. a high top. It's probably Lori's. And it was a high top on the high top. And it was like the middle of the high top. It wasn't like on the edge. It wasn't anywhere like it could just like fall off. It literally just was like, like yep. flew off. And like I watched it. My eye, like I was watching the table and it was just like gone. And I was, yeah. I was like, that glass just flew. It just flew. And like, did you see it? Did you see it? And they're like, I saw it. I saw it. I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. I saw right. the glass fly. <laughs> it was nuts. Like- we it was like deafening silence like right afterwards because we were all like just talking and it was like what yeah yeah so weird. that was nuts and then we named them ghost fred or something it was fred don't don't piss off fred <laughs> it's so weird that like your brain tries to like immediately come up with a a reason for that happening and i think yeah. i had they said i was like oh there's it was just probably you know tilted or something you know wet. I mean? like, like you, it was floated wet. it was, it was wet. wet yes it was wet that was what it and was. i was like it, was it wasn't wet <laughs> that's what it was i was like yeah it's all it was all wet just condensation just slid off but that wasn't no because that's what it, happened it went, it went so fast it wasn't even like it's just like because if it was wet i could see it float like this way. i'm like oh that glass is gonna fall because i was like watching like i don't know like why i was watching over there but like i was spaced out that way and i was like it just it it would have floated and it didn't yeah. it literally was just like, <laughs> like we were in a group we were in a circle it can you was, imagine like so yeah. the, the ghost of that place was like an accountant or something like that with zero <laughs> sense of humor and now yeah. it's got to stay in there <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, oh, i'm sick of these fart jokes i can't <laughs> take it anymore <laughs> it's not funny to me you guys stink this is the worst <laughs> and that's their personal hell so. <laughs> <laughs> they were a bad accountant. <laughs> Our terrible joke. Um. So Nick, you said that you had a story, and I would love to hear it. Okay. Yeah, we can do mine.
My story begins when I left my mom's house. I had gone over to visit because my father, her husband of 63 years, recently passed away and my mom wasn't taking it so well. She needed the support of her loved ones and I was more than willing to go to visit and keep her company. But it was getting late. My mom lives in the suburbs, tidy lawns, plenty of neighbors. Even though it was near 11 p.m. when I left, the streets were extremely lit by the streetlights who always had safety and ease of mind at heart. These lights only lit the road though, and glancing through the streets, the houses were cast in an eerie shadow. Even a rather safe, charming little neighborhood can seem spooky and uninviting when it casts in shadow. I admit I was terribly chilled. Sliding into my car, I revved the engine and waved to my mother, who was standing in the doorway, wrapped comfortably in a warm shawl. She waved back, her old and fragile arm shaking. I saw her mouth, be careful, and I smiled. Backing out of the driveway, I turned out of the neighborhood, decided to take the back way, the shorter way home tonight. In hindsight, that might not have been a good idea. I lived a significant way away, out in the middle of the country in an old farmhouse I grew up in, which my father had left in my name when he and mom had moved out, into a much smaller place and easy to care for and more affordable, and to be social. He, my father, had always told me growing up, don't go out at night and always be aware of the devils. He was a strong believer in anything and everything paranormal. Very superstitious man, and I always had to resist the urge to laugh at his words, but I knew he meant well. Driving down dark country roads, there was no street lights, and the paved road was cracked and filled with potholes. The fields on either side of the road were empty, just blank stretches of overgrown grass and an unintended shrubbery. The dark outline of the trees in the woods could be seen looming across the fields on the shadowy horizon. One might have thought deer or two once in a while those fields would jump out, but not tonight. The moon offered little light and the sky rolled with dark threatening clouds, ready to burst with rain or storm at any moment. Sure enough, a few moments later, the low grumble of thunder sounded, heavy and long. However, no rain fell just yet. Much to my pleasure, I hated driving at night and in the rain. And putting those two together would be ending badly. I just knew it. Accompanied by the occasional roll of thunder, I started to feel a little bit more anxious. Can't explain it. I just felt shaken up, probably because it was night and it could start raining at any moment. Or maybe it's because I had been reading too many ghost stories and thinking of too many legends. And tonight seemed to reflect the mood of those stories I read almost obsessively. To try and calm myself, I flicked on my car's radio and attempted to find a station that came in clearly. Nothing. Weird. The white noise and static of the blank stations was doing nothing to appease my anxiety. I gripped the steering wheel tightly as more thunder boomed from the sky. Aggravated, I forcefully shut off the radio, gritting my teeth, glancing down at the dashboard, and I noticed I was nearly out of gas. Oh my god. I searched for the road for a sign of gas. and I was scanning the side of the road, I noticed, in the corner of my eye, two figures walking on the side of the road, shrouded in shadow. They were walking slowly, one turn around, walking backward, his or her thumb sticking out. Felt compelled to pull over and give them a ride. Found my hands turning the wheel slightly. But I pulled back, realizing how stupid it would be for me to accept two random strangers into my car in the middle of the night on a backcountry road. I sped up and passed them, trying not to look at them as I did so, though I felt oddly intrigued by them. As I focused on the road ahead, it started drizzling, dropping my mood another level or two. Along with the rain, the thunder seemed louder and closer, and the storm was moving in. A few seconds passed until I gave into my compulsion to look at, the two, to look at the two figures, and I glanced in my rearview mirror. 
it seemed as if the two were walking faster and the one no longer had his thumb out, but it had to be my imagination. How would I be able to tell if they were walking faster or not? It was rainy and dark. Looking back at the road, I almost missed a sign that alerted me of a gas stop up ahead. A sigh of relief passed my lips and I slowed down, looking for any indication of a stop, pushing the thought of the two figures out from my head. Soon I was pulling into the gas station, slowly as the rain started to pick up. Shut off my car and shuffled out at the metal shelf and glanced over my shoulder, still not being able to shake that nervous feeling. I stood under the light of the overhang, working the pump, which seemed so overcomplicated in the dim light. In my mind, not being able to focus on the simple task, the rain picked up even more, heavier and louder against the concrete of the gas stop. I had a horrible feeling that just wasn't shaking. Maybe it was a bitter cold night air. Suddenly, the overhang lights on the gas stop started flickering wildly, a couple going out altogether. It seemed as if the temperature dropped 20 degrees, and as I glanced around, sinking feelings started to blossom in my stomach. As if in slow motion, I turned around, facing back towards the road, the long, lonely road, and saw what I expected to see there. But even as much as I knew what I'd see, I still felt the drop of my stomach and the color draining from my face, and I breathed a sharp, cold breath, forcefully as if I almost caught it in my throat. Across the street, the two figures were standing facing me. They started crossing the street slowly, surely, and I fumbled with that gas pump. It had only been a few minutes, but it seemed as if the gas pump was taking its pressure t- precious time. I was shaking hard now as the thunder boomed once more, and I looked back. The figures were now at the entrance of the gas stop, and my breath was quick and shallow. As I blindly shoved the pump back into its holder, not being able to tear my eyes away from the two figures. As they drew, drew closer, I became more frantic. Even though now, as I walked into the flickering light of the overhang, I saw that they were just two teenagers. They looked ragged and frigid and soaked from the rain. I straightened up a bit, still terrified, but another compulsive feeling similar to the one I was experiencing in the car was bubbling. I felt obligated to talk to these two, though I insisted to myself to just drive away, not to risk anything. They were extremely close now. At the next pump, when I slid into my car, shaking wildly and fumbling for my keys, cursing myself as I dropped them on the floor. Damn! Leaning down, I swiped them up, sat back up, cold, sickening feeling as I came face to face with one of the teens, who had his hand on my window, knocking slowly but forcefully. I rolled down the window a bit, just a bit, no bigger than to allow maybe a small child's hand through. Before I spoke, he spoke first, the other figure just standing in the background, still. But I could see something of a grin there on his pale face. Can you give us a ride into town? We miss the bus, and I don't have a ride. He spoke slow, and something about his voice made me shiver. Cold chill swept over my spine. He opened my mouth, but no sound came out. Clearing my throat, I glanced at the dashboard and the keys in my hand. Uh, I'm sorry, but I, I got, I'm not going to town. I stuttered, keeping my eyes down, not at the kids. However, the teenager knocked harsh and made me jump a little as he insisted another time for a ride. I told him no once more and looked up, trying to seem intimidating, which seemed silly, trying to seem intimidating to a child. But a horrible, chilling sight greeted me. I looked the kid right in the eyes and gasped sharply, my back hitting my seat as I went to back way. He had eyes. Oh, he, he did. But they were blacker than night, pitch black, no discernible pupils, and no white whatsoever showing, just pure black, deep, brooding, and surprisingly intriguing. But my fear got the better of me, and I quickly turned the key, and my engine revved to life. I thanked God, which I had never, ever done before tonight. My car had not stalled, and I went to pull away, and the kid banged on my window with a pale fist, screaming for a ride. I took off speeding down the road, apologizing to my father again and again. 
Ahmed laughed at him, never took his warning seriously. After a few more minutes, I pulled into my driveway, right into my lawn in front of my porch. I didn't want to spend any more time outside than I already had, and I jumped in the, out of the car, leaving the door open, and ran inside, slamming the door and locking it, even going as far to put a chair in front of the door in case someone or something tried to get in. Sinking into that chair in front of the door, I shivered uncontrollably and started to cry, hiding my face in my hands as two dark figures stood at the end of my driveway. Oof. Yeah. Black eyed kid stories are so terrifying. Um, <clears throat> and have you ever heard the ones? Well, we'll talk about this one first. Uh, Mitch, what do you think about? <laughs> oh, so I, 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 I like when you guys were younger do you like you know drive around with your friends anything ever happened to you like that was weird when you were younger like uh when you're driving around i had yeah. an instance where we had like uh a ghost or something while we were driving around so i think it brought me back to like those feelings yeah uh, of just like and i grew up you grew up kind of similar to me right nick like in the in the country right mm -hmm. isn't that where you were well, like, i grew up States? in long island but yeah i mean it was there was definitely oh, you points like a lot of my friends lived like in the woods it does bring it brings up feelings it brings up memories right um, being a kid and being scared like like yeah. uh driving around or like just having those uh, roads with like nobody on them yeah like, nobody to like say please help mister yeah right oh, right we um Halloween weekend, my freshman year in college, we went to my girlfriend's house. My my friends, um, Kayla and Sam, we were inseparable. It was the three of us. We went to Kayla's house, her dad's house in Oneonta. And we were driving around. It was Halloween night. And um, this other car was driving past us and didn't have his lights on. So she flashed him to be like, hey, you know, like with her high beams hey, turn your lights on. You know, this car, it was just like the urban legend where they, they tell you not to do that. Yeah. Immediately, immediately turns on their lights, revs their engine, turns around and starts chasing us, Jeez. chasing us. And I was like, no good deed goes unpunished. Like, it was right. so terrifying. They chased us for probably 30 minutes. And I was like, Kayla, if you know where, I, I had the wherewithal at 17 years old to be like, if you know where, the local police station is you have to drive there but it was mm. they were chasing us everywhere she even took us through a graveyard she was like nobody knows this graveyard like we'll cut through it they won't find us they were on the other side of the graveyard waiting Jeez. with their lights off to it was the most it was Oof. it was so Oof. scary i was like these people are going to murder us we are three teenage girls in oh, a car no. like Oh my God. And like Sam's crying in the background and like, I'm like, everything's fine. Just get to a, get to a police station, right. like, please. So that's what she did. She found us. She drove us downtown. They were even following us downtown and like the crowds and everything because it's Halloween weekend and mm -hmm. she pulled into the police station and they kept going. Yeah. It was terrifying. So it was just for our listeners, tell your teenagers <laughs> and if you are a teenager. Don't, yeah. Um, Don't play that game. Yeah. And now yeah, it's easier to find just, them. That's just the, drive the to stations. a police station if you're ever being followed yeah you know yeah. call 911 we didn't have we had cell phones yeah. but i don't think that they were working like it was we had flip phones yeah, um, yeah. and it was the middle the of nowhere razors. yeah yeah I mean, yeah it was the middle of nowhere <laughs> i had a beeper and stuff like that when i first started driving and, and so again like the nervousness of the reading that story it, it, 
something similar. And the reason I picked this one was there was another story I had read on the internet that was even closer to, to this one. It wasn't a really a black eyed child, but mm-hmm. a friend of mine were driving um, the back roads and, and, you know, and we didn't know where we were. Sometimes we just get in the car and just drive. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there was a guy on the side of the road hitchhiking. And we're like, you know, we're not stopping. You know, it was rainy and it was cold and we just went by. Well, like another mile down the road, there's a guy hitchhiking. And we're like, that's weird. You know, like no one, it's like back road. Who the heck goes on this road? You know, like yeah. it hitchhikes. So like you go to the highway, you go somewhere, you know, like whatever, something more populated. And we, we didn't like really think too much after that until we saw the guy a third time oh god and, and then we we knew that it was like this wearing kind of the same things i'm like how what are the odds that three that guys guy. on the same road in the middle of freaking nowhere have their thumb out hitchhiking it's well, a ghost. It's episode. Right? <laughs> yeah. that's why i grabbed this this story because like you know and black-eyed children like they are freaky in, in like don't let them in you hear all those those things and yeah you hear the stories of when the chose, people but... that do let them in they're not good stories they're yeah bad absolutely we, we, I, I, so when i was a kid we i have a similar story like not to derail this any further no, but like uh driving down a back road right like we were looking for so when i was a kid i grew up in williamson which is all apple orchards Mm-hmm. And so we would party in those orchards. So we would try to find the entrance to where we would pull in. We're driving on this back road and we couldn't find the entrance to, and it was Eaton Road. We couldn't, couldn't find the way to like get into this party. Like we did it. We went up and down, back and forth on this road like three or four times. Then we saw a girl. So we're like, oh, perfect. Like she must be going to the party or whatever, you know? And so we start driving and getting up close. And then it just seemed off. We're like, that's not a girl. Like, that's a full, that's a woman. Mm-hmm. And then it like, as we got closer, we're like, I can kind of see through that woman a little bit. Oh. Like, that doesn't look good at all. And she looks super tall. Like, that looked like a very large woman on top of it. So we started like, I was like, don't, let's just go the other way. So we start to like turn around and bang right next to the window. And now we're no. he's flooring it and it's it's keeping up with the window and there's three no. guys in this car and we are screaming and we never forgot that story we will still to this day once in a while be like, Where was that? Yeah. the ghost that we saw on that road like we definitely saw a ghost on that road and yeah. we had got we, we went back there for an, another party another time and we heard kids giggling oh, like children no. giggling and i was like no. this road's haunted <laughs> we never yeah. went back there again we said it we to this day, we're like, man, that road is super hot. Yeah. You're gonna have to tell me what road that is because I drive in Williamson sometimes I, and I just don't want. <laughs> I think it was like Eaton Road. I'm pretty sure that's the road. It was like a road that was like God. in the middle. It was like in the middle of the, you know, it connects two other <laughs> country roads, but it was just very <laughs> scary. I remember that's... like you know windows were open. It was like a like you know late summer, early fall. I'm like, what is that? Is that a girl? Maybe yeah. she'll know, and she did not know. Where we were she, supposed to go. She well, knew that she was going to drive. She was running hell. 35 <laughs> miles per hour outside the car. She sounds athletic. Yeah. 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 We were like, no. <laughs> no. Well, just drive forever. 
<laughs> you definitely, definitely want to tell your kids not to pull over for anybody, right? So, no, yeah, exactly. I have one more. Oof. I have one more little, little, little thing that you just reminded me of, Mitch. So, so I had a friend whose dad, um, you know, he's the typical good Samaritan. You know, so like he's driving down the road, sees someone broken down, he gets out, and helps them, right? That's flat tire, all that. Kind of stuff. So one day there was this lady on the side of the road, and she had pretty obvious look to him like a flat tire and he was slowing down and then realized he was really late to where he was going and he just had a weird feeling so he decided not to stop which was like he's he said it's like for his dad it was it was hurting hurting so much because he wanted to stop but then is like the first time he, he never did it you know it was, he always stopped and he ended up being a witness for um a crime because a person did stop and it was a robbery and unfortunately oh that person got shot oh um, my god and it could have been his dad so yeah, it could have been him but he had a bad feeling he just had a bad feeling and so mm-hmm. moral of the story don't stop for anybody <laughs> yeah just keep driving just keep driving, driving. And if they if they start running at about thirty five miles per hour, it's <laughs> that's a, a clue. Human. It's not human. It's a clue. That's, that's a clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were better yeah, off not was, stopping to begin with. Ugh. That whole summer was very weird. Like not the not the but there was ghosts. That was like a ghost. And then another time we were driving and horses were just like next to us. Like there was like. 10 horses on like main street we were like are these horses like am i this we should maybe not ever drink and drive because i'm pretty sure these are horses horses just <laughs> and, then, and then we uh we pulled up to a pizza hut that same summer and there was a uh a clowns in a car no <laughs> like just just like four no. clowns and we were like no oh. <laughs> I would have pulled out. I mean, I wouldn't go to pizza anyways because it always made me vomit. But also, yeah. clowns in a car, clowns anywhere. No, thank you. Nine thirty like... at night, three clowns in like a van. No, no, they're <laughs> they're out to like murder someone or eat somebody. I don't. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> they weren't looking really... for pizza. They were going to eat children. <laughs> they were parked. They were parked. They were parked. I think they said about eating. <laughs> The horses was weird, real weird though. We're just That's like, very strange. We're just yeah. like looking over and just like just, just real horses. Real horses just running down Main Street in that town, God, and we were somebody... like, "Well, we we better get home because the horses are out." <laughs> That's awesome, bitch. <laughs> well, oh, I man, think we're gonna have to have you on the show again. <laughs> yeah, no, you got I, a lot I, of I stories. Like, they're, they're coming back to me. I got more. Yeah. That's fantastic. We're going to have you, we'll have uh, Mitch part two. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Perfect. Thanks for being well, on the show, Mitch. Really appreciate yeah, you Yeah, thank sharing. you. This was a great episode. And, uh, you know, thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. And yeah, we will, we will, until next time, what is it? We, we drop every, every two weeks, every, yeah. every other week. Yeah. Yeah. Every until two next weeks, time. We'll, Thanks we'll for listening. Like, like subscribe share please share share with your friends if you like our stuff share our stuff we appreciate that so much word of mouth is great yeah and if you don't like our stuff then share your story so we can tell your story and be better right yeah exactly (laughs) be a part of the solution yeah (laughs) positivity